Welcome to Salt Lime Storytime, the podcast where we tell you stories worth telling over drinks. I'm Jess Nani, joined today by my sloshed co-host, Allison. <laughs> Thank you. Definitely not sloshed yet. Yeah. But it's been a day, so I'm hoping to get there. I love this for you. Thank you. I think so, too. Do Wait, you that want- didn't make any sense. What? Do you want to talk about the podcast journey you have been on for the last two days? <laughs> yes, Jess. I have been on... A journey through hell and back, I, I will say. I mean, that that is dramatic. I will say that's very dramatic, but it felt like it. On this last episode, every time we record in person, Jess and I, there's always something weird that mm-hmm. happens with the audio. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, most podcasts record in person, so I don't understand why we have such a hard time doing yeah. it. Anyway... We double-checked the microphone setup and everything on our last episode, uh, the one about the queer icons. Like, we double-checked it, like, three times because ever – I'm just so good at double-checking that now to make sure we're talking into the right thing. Mm-hmm. I sit down to start editing the podcast, and my sound quality is shit. Like, it sounds like I recorded through my computer microphone, which I did not do. I double-checked. Yeah. And so I don't know what happened. So anyway, I spent the next – Two days mm-hmm. re-saying every single one of the words that I spoke in that episode, save a couple that sounded okay enough to leave in. Ugh. And it, like, I, did I have to do it? No. Was it asked for, like, could, could people have probably listened to it through? Maybe, but it was, it was rough. Like, I got to the end of my story before I was like, I can't. We, I have to go through and fix all of yeah. this. Like, it, it got to the point where it was, like, only, like, 70% of what I was saying was actually, like, legible. Oh. Legible is not the right word. But, like, understandable. Yeah. Like, the rest was just, like, glitched out. It was so – oh, my God. Okay. I'm getting mad thinking about it. So, anyway, I spent hours going through and re-recording every single thing I said, save a couple of things. And – You are – It was – You go so hard. You are an audio I don't have wizard. to. That's all I have Thank to say. You. So if you ever heard any weird, like, overlapping voices at times, that happens a couple times, that's me overlapping with my own shitty voice while Jess is talking. Because we were recording in person, the worst time this could have happened, it's impossible for me to... Because, like, my voice got picked up on her microphone. Mm-hmm. And so at times, if we were having a conversation but talking over each other... It's impossible for me to keep that part in and unless I, like, try to, like, match up my voice perfectly to my own yeah. voice. And that created this echoey effect. Anyway, I wanted to bash my f- head into the floor a few <laughs> times, but we made it through. Yes. I barely, like, two seconds before we recorded, we, we got on the computer right just now. I finished. Mm-hmm. So now you get to listen to it and tell me how great I'm it so sounds. so excited. Because you didn't have to hear what I heard. So everybody... <laughs> If you have not already, go listen to our Queer Icons story because Allison put her entire editing ussy into it. (laughs) Blood, sweat, tears, my soul. If you haven't already, please go fucking rate and review us and give us five stars. (laughs) Give us six stars if you can because anyway, I – how how are you, Jess? How was your week? It's been been good. I went and picked up my wedding dress today right before we started this recording. So while you were fighting for your life on GarageBand, I was (laughs) – putting on a wedding dress and trying on a $700 veil 
which I almost bought. Okay, oh my God. Here's, here's a story for you. All right. Are you ready for this? I waltz my tiny little butt into – that is a fault. I'm sorry. I have big, a big fat butt. ass. Big I, fat ass. I have a choo-choo train follow me behind Dumpy. into the bridal studio that I got my dress <laughs> like You from. walk in and your ass walks in four minutes later. That's just how it yeah, works. Yeah, it has its own zip code. Um, <laughs> and, you know – it's great. I really love the place that I got my dress from. I'm really, like, pleased. But it's definitely, like, a boutique dress store. Like, it was a place that I got my – I did I did that place first because I wanted, like, the true say-yes-to-the-dress style experience. I had not planned on buying a dress from this place because it's not for people in my tax bracket. And then I found my dress and – I There's nothing you said, can do. Fuck it, we ball. You look gorgeous. Um, so that's great. Now today I went and picked up my dress, and part of that was getting you like go in and they have you like try on veils and you try it on with the heels that you're gonna wear and you try jewelry and all these things. I already have all my wedding jewelry. I have my wedding shoes, so I was a cheap date for them and they're like have you bought a veil yet and I was like no I'd love to try on so he'd like show me a couple different veils introduce me to a couple of different tool types learned a lot about tool today and they put me in this veil that is beautiful and keep in mind I am standing in my wedding dress a dress that I will only get to wear a handful of times it's emotional my mom is crying behind me my little sister is like ooing and aahing right and they put a veil on me I am emotionally vulnerable in that moment right okay it's beautiful I look great I say they and the other thing is like they don't have prices on things at this place. No. So that's how they get I you. say this veil is beautiful. I'll take it. Okay. Oh Jess. We go up to the thing. We go up to the register to pay for the second half of my dress, which like I already knew what that was, whatever, and like I'm not paying for it. My mom's paying for it. And they're like, okay, and then the veil is gonna be like six fifty nine and then some change. And I, my mom pulls out her card and I like can see her soul shriveling a little bit, but she's like, this is what my daughter wants. I'm going to pay $700 for a veil to keep in context of my dress relative to most dresses, like depending on where you get them. My dress is like a pretty middle ground dress that I bought, right? Like price wise, the veil was almost a third of what my dress cost. And my dress was handmade for me. <laughs> so did you buy the veil? So then I say, because I know my mom's not going to say no because she like doesn't want to hurt my feelings. So I turn to the lady and I say, ooh, that's more than what my dad, I, I threw my dad under the bus. My dad's never going to go to the store. He's never going to meet these women. And I say, oh, shoot, that's more than what I told my dad. I'm going to have to give him a call. Can I come back? Mm. And they say, oh, no worries. We'll add it to your we'll add it to your notes. And if you want to come back and get the veil, you totally can. Listeners, I will not be going back. <laughs> oh my god, Jess. I was gonna support you had you chosen to do that because I love you. Yeah. But seven hundred dollars to hide your face. Like I know it's symbolic. Well, and that's the thing is it's not even one that hides my face. It's one that clips into the back of my hair. It does not go over oh, my head. Doesn't it go down to like the floor? Like it's one of those. It veils? does. It's a cathedral. It's beautiful. And do not get me wrong. It's beautiful. It's called Sp- it's Spanish tool. It's stunning. It waterfalls. It definitely is nicer than regular tool. Okay. However, what I have now done is I've had some R&D. They told me what the material is. They told me like 
what the appliques are called because she's trying to sell this veil to me. So now, you know what I do? I come, I come home. I march my little butt home. Big and ass, I get on Etsy. Fat, dumpy. Etsy.com. And I type in all of the words she used to describe this veil. And I have found an identical veil, the same length, the same color, the same style for $49. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we will be ordering that off of Etsy.com. Thank you very much. And the other nice thing is that when I'm done with it, it only costs me $50. So you know what I can do with it? Anything the fuck I want. (laughs) Jess, I'm so relieved to hear that you did not drop all that money on a veil that you're going to wear once. No. Like... No. So, okay. Exactly. Great, great, good And that's the thing is I'm not going to wear the veil through the entire night, right? I'm only going to wear this veil through the ceremony. And then I'm going to have a nice little, like, pearl headband thing that I'm adding for, like, the reception and dancing. So it would be something that I'm wearing for 30 minutes. Yep. I'm going to do a quick calculation. Wait. I want to know. So it was the exact same fabric. So is it, like, the exact same veil? It's pretty much the exact same veil. I really want to know how much they price up stuff at wedding boutiques like that. Like how so much. how much they price up wedding dresses, like how much it actually costs to make wedding dresses. Yeah. See, and here's my thing for my wedding dresses. My wedding dress was expensive. Like it was more than I was planning on spending on a wedding dress. However, it is custom made to me. Like no, like it's it's not a dress that they pre-made and then sized to me. They made it for my measurements. So in my head, I'm like, okay, this is paying for the labor of the people who are making this dress. It's paying for the really nice fabric. It's paying for the cut, like, you know, and then it's also like upcharge to pay for the wedding people that like, you know, whatever. That I can like sort of mentally justify. The $700 veil that I just, calcu- I just calculated this out, it, that would be $23 a minute that I'm wearing it. Oh my god. I'm not doing it. No, no I'm not no, no. doing it. Anyway, all this to say, thank God for Etsy. My rehearsal dress is also coming from Etsy. We love it. So that's how my that's the saga of my day. I'm really pleased with my wedding dress. I did a trial makeup look to kind of see how I want to tell my makeup artist to do my makeup today. I trialed my hair to kind of see if this is how I'd like my hair. And I just loved all of it. So I'm getting married. It's gonna be great. I'm so Jess, I'm so pumped for you. This is incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all coming together. We're it's all coming together. June. Eighty days exactly from today. We're less than a month away from the bachelorette party. We leave for the bachelorette party in two weeks. Three weeks from Thursday. Sorry. Okay, I have mi- a I miscalculated. I have a lot I have to do. Anyway, let's. <sighs> okay, Should we get started. Yeah, so we're in uh, because it's June. We Pride Pride Month. We are talking about pride-related topics, and gay. it's another gay. Did you say gay? <laughs> nice one. Um, because because it's June, and we said that we were going to do pride-related episodes every week this month. Jess and I thought it might be interesting to talk a bit about drinking culture as well as corporate pride because those two things often go hand in hand i don't know about you guys but i have never seen so many gay beer bottles in my entire life ever like rainbow beer it's crazy and we thought that would be an interesting thing to talk about while it's not fully pride it is adjacent it's pride adjacent and it is straight people are allowed to drink wait no they're not 
We're not. Oh, I'm not straight. Yeah, but... you're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Brendan can't drink. So let him know. Not during June. Not during June. So yeah, that's kind of what we decided we would be interested in talking about. Jess, anything to yeah. add? No. Corporate pride. Let's go. Allison, what are you drinking? I am almost done with the Moscow Mule I made about 15 minutes ago. Love that for you. It was very strong. Yeah, as they are. Jess, what are you drinking? I am having a Simplicity Mango Passion Fruit Margarita Mm. in a can. It's great. I will not be taking a shot today. I started a new medication and I'm not supposed to drink a lot on it. So I'm still trying to figure out what the drinking limits are while I'm taking it. So That's very reasonable. Don't fuck with medication. We're just going to be smart. Yeah, don't fuck with medication. That's a good choice. Yeah. So all that being said, Allison, Mm. what's your favorite corporate pride logo? Do you have one? Jess, I can't think of a single one off the top of my head. The one that I can think of is the one that I saw about an inch from my face today when I was in the bar at my job pouring Mm -hmm. beer and it was a rainbow hop. That's, and I don't even know. (laughs) A rainbow hop. Okay. My favorite is the Entertainment Weekly magazine when they make it into their little pride flag and it just says you <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah because i just i hear it in like the david from schitt's creek or not the 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 what's his da- sister's name in that show Ew, uh, alexis i just hear alexis saying you david but it's just like entertainment weekly anyway, that's yeah my favorite that's good how okay i I think I'm less of a gay person than you are, obviously, for many obvious reasons. But how do you feel about, like, you as a queer person who I feel like doesn't necessarily buy into, like, Target pride, right? Like, you're not you're not running to Target year after year to buy whatever funny shirt. Although I will say their Live Laugh Lesbian shirt this year. Iconic. So I saw it funny. and I almost bought it online. I'm not going to lie. A gay person was involved. <laughs> Hysterical. Hysterical. But aside from like things like that, how do you like, how do you feel when you see like Walmart have a pride section? Like, does, does it feel like, do you, are you happy to have the representation or does it feel like a little bit like, oh, you're pandering to me? Going into a store and seeing they have a pride section, I, I am speaking on behalf of, this is my opinion. I don't know mm-hmm. anything statistically or this or that, but we're seeing a pride <laughs> section. I'm like lit. Awesome. Loved it. Yeah. Love to see it because people walk by, they see that it's, I don't know, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Seeing mm-hmm. Comp- like corporate companies change like Bud Light or Budweiser mm-hmm. or what have you change their logo to rainbow part of me is like that's great but it's also like you are doing this 110% for profit it doesn't have yes. anything to do with actual pride and this is yeah. something that has bothered me my entire life like when it comes to parades whether it be like the Pioneer Day Parade in Utah or uh I can't think of any other parade off the top of my head, but all the other parades that happen, (laughs) they've become so commercialized. They're all just different companies with big banners advertising Mm -hmm. their company. And pride Mm -hmm. has become the same way. And that really annoys me because it's kind of we're losing track of like what pride is actually supposed to be. Yeah, Pride started out as a protest. It did. That's exactly right. It, It did. And I don't know it. That's what bothers me more than anything is that 
corporate people, most of which are straight, are using Mm -hmm. this to profit off of this movement that was put forth because people literally didn't have rights and they were getting beat to death by police and other people in the streets. And anyway, it's... That bothers me because I feel like they're losing track of what it actually means, but... Mm-hmm. not bothered mm-hmm. enough to actually really say anything it's just something I'm very aware of you know <laughs> what about you yeah yeah I think for me it depends on the intent right so like I think there's some good examples where there are certain brands that like they are queer friendly year-round right like they're not donating to anti-trans bills or like politicians that are against like gay rights right I think a great example of this we were talking about this in the pre-show where like absolute vodka, right? Mm-hmm. That brand is gay 365 days of the year. They figured out in the early 2000s that the gays are going to sell their product and that they're going to lean into it and make the most of it. And while yes, their pride stuff, like their their pride campaigns make them money they're also like that way year round right like they might have some more rainbows flashed on their bottles and during june but like they support the gay agenda year round mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right absolutely where absolutely um nice one i am trying to remember thank you that was really lovely thank you so much. i'm trying to remember which beer brand it was and and it's embarrassing that i don't i think it was bud light with dylan mulvaney the trans woman who's like got really big on tiktok they had her be the face of bud light for a campaign for pride and then they got a huge amount of backlash like two months ago when it was announced that she was going to be the face of bud light um dylan mulvaney basically like stopped posting because she was getting so much hate and like people were like dumping the beers out and like all this thing and then there was like this whole like backlash of like backlash to the backlash of uh queer bartenders basically being like these are all the products that do pride stuff in june and it was like every major beer every major like liquor like all of this stuff so it's like if you don't want to drink the gay agenda you're gonna need to like not drink any beer basically but then the fucking ceo of whatever company it was that had dylan mulvaney as their face basically released an apology to their conservative anti-lgbtq plus consumers of like sorry that you didn't feel represented by us i'm what a trans woman yes anyway it's like turned into a whole thing in there it was like a it was like not like a we regret picking dylan but it was very much like we're sorry you didn't feel represented and it was just like so shitty because at that point like you are truly proving that you are using pride as a selling point and not as like we are going to because it's quite revolutionary putting a trans woman particularly one that presents in the way that Dylan Mulvaney presents where like they are hyper feminine very pink like as is their god-given right Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) putting them as the face of a beer like that's like a huge deal like that's huge representation particularly with like how much danger trans people and trans children are in right now Like, that's a huge deal. That's a huge message that this beer brand could have sent. But by backing down on it, like, they completely negated any sort of good they've ever done with Pride. You know what I mean? Like, and that kind of thing. No, it's true because that just shows because, like, if they actually cared, they would be like, the beer is still in there. If you don't want to buy beer for the month of June, fine. That's fine. Like, come back later because this is an important message to send Mm -hmm. out. So, 
Exactly. You're right. Like it. That's the thing, though, is I wonder how many people like corporate companies or CEOs are actually like against LGBTQ mm-hmm. rights, but do it because it makes them mm-hmm. so much money during Pride Month. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting tightrope to walk. And I don't know, like, like, I think Target is kind of running into this right now because Target's always had like a pretty big pride section, like in the last several years. And then they had a bunch of people basically be like, not in front of my kids. And they pulled a bunch of merch. They made their pride section smaller and like not they moved them from the front of the stores in a lot of places and like it's just cowardly in my opinion i don't know the united states is built on this concept of free speech and that includes like capitalistic businesses having free speech right and the fact that like consumers are bullying them into submission basically because a handful of loud people don't like that there are rainbows in the dollar section of target Target's dollar section is how I express my pride, though. Let's be real. Honestly, it's... (laughs) I completely support it. Bullseye's playground. (laughs) Find me there with my little rainbow flag. Yeah. No, you're right. And I... Well, I I do think that people will find anything to be offended over. Like, there's backlash over backlash over backlash. Mm -hmm. You know how... Like, I could be offended that Bud Light has rainbow stuff on there, but I just don't care i do care about what you said about them apologizing to the conservatives that's fucked up but like yeah as much as part of me hates all the corporate companies at using pride as an advertisement i don't care enough to make a big complaint about it and join a movement Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day Mm -hmm. we still have pride companies are still putting the rainbow flag on things and that's yeah. a big it's, step. That's not something that we should over, overlook or, yeah. I don't know. People can be offended by the stupidest things. I, it's truly like, oh, no, God forbid, there's a rainbow mug and a yellow T-shirt with a pride flag on it at Target. Batten down the hatches. Meanwhile, we're telling little Jimmy and little Mary that their boyfriend and girlfriend from the time they're three, like. Right? God, oh, anyway. my God. Yes. <laughs> Well, and, like, I think the other thing, too, that's interesting is, like, there's also, like, a play into kind of, like, obviously, I think any good marketer as somebody that works in corporate marketing, right, you you know your audience, right? You play into it. Like, this is why, you know, in gay clubs, like, the signs for their liquor are the pride version of those liquor advertisements year-round. Like, you know, like in the sun trap they're going to have a queer branded i love thinking about gay people having a brand (laughs) it is kind of funny but like you're gonna have a rainbow bottle like a rainbow bottle of tito's on a poster versus like the regular one right and like i think it's just that thing is sometimes like it feels like we're in a little bit of an echo chamber i bet you my mom has not thought about pride merch once i bet you she has not had a single single sweet thought past her past her mind about it not because she doesn't care because my mom is an ally but like she's not going to buy a rainbow shirt you know like and in the same way she's walking past those pride stands in walmart or target and she's not thinking anything about it other than oh that's a fun candle 
You know what I mean? Like, that's the average consumer, right? So, anyway. Do you feel like gay vodka tastes better? <laughs> um, I am just <laughs> as prone to vomit all of it up everywhere as any other vodka. I call it vodka equality. So, yeah. Just because it's yeah, gay doesn't okay. make it special. I That's... That's trademarked. Allison Hillman, 2023. Just because it's gay, it's not special. Doesn't make it special. (laughs) Quote. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I hate all vodka regardless of how queer it is. So what you're saying is that the straight version of Tito's is not committing a hate crime when you drink it? (sighs) You know what I hate, though, is that I made this Moscow meal with Tito's. So look at you drink a little vodka based cocktail. I can drink it in cocktails. I just can't take a shot of it. I love vodka in yeah, cocktails. It's that. a great mixer. Like I, yeah. I, I, I definitely vodka cran. I'm at the point in my life where tequila goes down a lot easier than vodka. In no, a shot. you also all TL shade. Not great at taking shots. <laughs> all TL shade. They know we've talked about this every yeah. single three to one shots. Transitioning transitioning from corporations and pride now that we've kind of opened the can of worms of drinking. Can of beer. <laughs> the can of the can of beer. Thank Excuse you. me. I lost I'm missing so many so many pun opportunities and you were picking them up for me. I Thank do you. I can. Can um, can get it. It's can. Can. Pop can. off queen. Pop pop a can. Bottle cap it off. We deserve fucking jail. <laughs> See you there, Christ. sister. Someone put us out of our misery. Uh, I feel like drinking is a cornerstone of a lot of queer safe spaces. Yeah. And while I don't think drinking is like a hallmark of being gay, because I think that everybody drinks, that is drinking is is sexuality blind. Yes. <laughs> drinking is gender blind. I do think that a lot of queer safe spaces are in places that like are predominantly bars, mm-hmm. right? I can only think of one place in Salt Lake that is not like obviously the Pride Center, but like is a queer like specifically for like queer people and it's a coffee shop and like they have like resource groups and like are you a kid that just came out? Come chat with our therapy group, like that kind of thing. Aside from that, all I can think of are bars. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting. Not not many places for the youth to turn to. Yes. Yes. That's another thing. So, a lot of people start to realize they're part mm-hmm. of that community in their teens, and it and I it mm-hmm. it sucks to not be able to yeah. go out to gay bars and stuff until you're 21 and to say gay bars it's like again it's it's not so much that it's a bar it's a gathering space amongst people you feel safe around and it sucks that it has to be centered around drinking because we have queer friends that don't drink they are completely sober yes but they still go and they have a good time yeah but it's like more gay coffee shops would be a huge they have to be in a space of with people predominantly participating in an activity that they don't participate in yeah Yeah, same thing with clubs and dancing. It's all centered around mm-hmm. drinking that. I honestly have never thought about it quite like mm-hmm. that like that before. It's it's that's really crazy. Yeah. 
I hadn't until I just verbalized that out loud. And I'm sure I've like watched TikToks or listened to podcasts that have made that point before that I am just like subconsciously remembering. But it's like a very interesting cornerstone of the community. And I wonder how that is going to change as more and more people move into sobriety because like there's a huge sober movement happening right now like huge there's alcohol-free cocktail places popping up you can buy alcohol-free liquor in grocery stores like all over the place now like vodka whiskey tequila like gin zero proof like it's a huge thing right now and i'll be curious how that affects these spaces if it will just turn into you know it's still a bar but we now have like non-alcoholic options available or if it's gonna like fundamentally change the culture if like you're not going to a bar you're going to a place that serves drinks that aren't alcoholic like how will that change like people's willingness to dance or like what places are safe for queer people like if there's a non-alcoholic bar that doesn't, you don't have to be 21 plus to be in. How does that like change things? You know, like I think about when you and I, when we were 18 or nine or like 19, do you remember when we went to that 21 under dance club? It was that no longer exists. Really, it, they knocked really it down. Really bad. Like it was really weird. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like if I'm a youth looking for a community, that place was not quite. No. <laughs> Not quite doing it. The the 15 of us standing against the wall trying to decide if we're going to dance, you know? High school prom style. God. Ooh, I hate Does that just like make your skin crawl that moment? Yeah, it was really scary. Not mm. scary, sketch. It was it was just weird. Um mm. But you're right. Like I and I'm sure there are more places like this that are popping up especially in cities, but places that are simply just LGBTQ community centers. I, ha- I I made a couple friends in college at, like, the Gay Straight Alliance Club or whatever, but a lot of people don't go to college, and so once you graduate high school mm-hmm. or they, if they don't go to school, you don't have those mm-hmm. oriented, like, those clubs oriented towards sexual orientation, if you will, and yeah, so you have to find that elsewhere, and if you don't drink, mm-hmm. if you don't want to drink, if you're too young, like, where else do you go? Yeah, well, and it's that thing of, like, you have the internet, right? So, like, you can find these communities on the internet. You can find them on Tumblr. You can find them, like, you know, on TikTok, whatever. But that doesn't replace how valuable in-person interaction is. Have you heard of this concept of third places where, like, people have home and they have work? And then, like, prior to the pandemic, we, like, would primarily go to these third places, whether that be, like, a bar after work or, like, the gym or the library or whatever it is um and then the pandemic happened and we kind of stopped going to those places as much and like it's getting better for sure but there are a lot of people allison that like are basically getting all of their social interaction via the internet and i think there's a lot of good that comes from that but also like the value of having an in-person conversation with somebody that is like-minded to you and also like has a similar lived experience that can like provide insight particularly as a young person is like so important right especially like in the age of the internet where you don't know what you can trust and like obviously like I can sit in front of you and I can lie to you but like you have more ability to like flush like flush out tone and flush out like body language and things like that that just doesn't exist on the internet not to get all meta it's true it's true 
Yeah, I think that this is a very interesting thing that I haven't really put much thought into mm-hmm. because I do mm-hmm. I can go to gay bars. Have I gone to one in a couple years? No, but I can. It's an yeah. option. Like I could drive to Salt Lake City right now and go to a gay gay yeah. club, gay bar tonight. And yeah. I mean, I would have to drive all the way to Salt Lake City to go to one, but it's still accessible yeah. to me even though it is inconvenient. But you're right, yes. like, it, it would be, if I were maybe even, like, a recovering alcoholic or if I was somebody who did not want to yeah. drink, it's, I don't know exactly how I would mm-hmm. find that community because there's a huge drinking culture around it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know, I, you meet people, you're supposed to go out and you meet people at bars. That's kind of the thing. And anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, like, dating, the dating culture around it, like... I know that dating online is really tricky, particularly in small areas like you're in. A lot of times you have to meet people in person, right? Because dating on like being on Tinder as a gay person is like a bitch and a half, right? I think that's a really interesting point of like if you aren't a drinker and this is where like your community is primarily hanging out, like that's makes dating tricky. It does. And a lot of times, you know, the like going on a date a lot of times it's either you know the first suggestion is either like a coffee shop or a bar mm-hmm. you know like the two of those yeah. you go you know kind of hand in hand but it I don't know mm-hmm. I haven't dated somebody who didn't also drink and it's just a part of being social for so many adults like gay or not it's just yeah. a huge part of culture mm-hmm and for you know we have a we have a really good sober friend right and he's always really down like we'll go dance and all these things and i don't think he often feels left out but i know that there have definitely been times where he's like irritated that he's the only sober person and that he's having to deal with all of these drunk people as he yeah should has every right to feel you know and so i think i've that's- also watched him interact with people who He's interested in in a dating sense, and they'll just hand him a shot, and then he'll look at me. I'll grab it from from him, and then he'll just pretend to take it, and I'll just take it for him, and then I become completely yeah. obliterated. That happened a couple years ago, but because it's it's a thing easier for yeah because it's easier for him to pretend that he drank it than to like explain why he's sober. Yeah, you know, and that's I think that's the other thing is when you are sober, people ask you why, you know. Yeah, and that's a very like interesting thing because the assumed norm is that you do drink i mean like when i was lds it's not quite the same because i left when i was 19 and so i like didn't i was never like of age when i was lds but even before that like with the whole coffee thing i had people all the time that weren't lds that were like oh why don't you drink coffee you know just because like to them like that's the norm and i think it's kind of that same attitude of like oh why don't you drink alcohol you know and i i'm hoping that slowly that culture is changing a little bit but like there is kind of this idea of like are you religious like are you an alcoholic are you like it's it's that and i think more and more people are just like being sober for health purposes and i'm hoping that that culture of like asking changes but like i think that's the thing is it's hard to like sit down and turn like sit turn to somebody and without it be like coming across as judgy being like yeah i'm sober because i like don't want to lose control of myself and i don't want to throw up and i don't want to feel gross and it's bad for you Mm -hmm. you know like 
and not like be actively judging the person that's drinking in front of you you know it's like the whole vegetarian vegan thing yeah where you don't want to like shove it down their throats and like most of the vegetarians or vegans that i know like aren't like that at all but like you know i think that there's again fine line culturally to balance anyway just this has been such an interesting conversation and it's really had you know i i'm really starting to think more about people's relationship to alcohol my relationship to alcohol the queer community's relationship to it and i don't know it's really Mm -hmm. interesting to see how they do kind of coincide like that yeah yeah i'm really liking this concept of a sober bar because i think that there's something to be said i really like a bar environment i like being in a bar i like ordering from a bartender i like sitting in a nice little cute table with a little candle and listening to jazz music like i really like that ritual But I like the idea of drinking a $5 drink instead of a $10 drink because it doesn't have any alcohol in it and like having a free little beverage without the hangover. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm kind of into this concept. Yeah. A lot of of bars, most bars do have mocktails, but I do, I understand what you mean about it. It's just solely being like a sober place. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that slowly but surely we're getting to a place where mocktails taste like cocktails. Because I think for a long time it was like, here, have a lemonade that we've added a garnish to. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like have some fruit juice that we've mixed together and added ice to. Enjoy. I There's a bar in Salt Lake that I really like called Bar X that has mocktails that they literally, if you ask the bartender for a alcohol-free cocktail they'll ask you like do you want to taste like it has alcohol in it and I always say yes and it always tastes fantastic and then I get to drive home Mm -hmm. you know big fan anyway cheers to sober curiosity cheers to sober curiosity I one of these days it will be attainable yeah absolutely from Bud Light to sober spaces I feel like we've really we've really run a gamut so we'd love to hear who your favorite corporate pride logo or who has your favorite corporate pride logo and uh, if you have not already please follow us on Instagram we are going to take a little bit of a summer break Allison and I are busy ladies we're traveling lots over the next couple of the next two months and I'm as I've mentioned 80 million times I'm getting married we are gonna have one more episode in this season then we will be back in the beginning of September with a whole new season season three we've got a couple of changes coming your way that we're really excited about but yeah if you have not please go follow us on Instagram to stay updated and rate our podcast wherever you get your podcast because we deserve some five stars and I've been waiting to tell Allison this live on the pod I set up a merch store. I was so hoping. It's not done yay. yet. It's not done yet, but it's set up. So watch for that in the next week or so. We will have a merch link going live for those of you who want a sweatshirt that looks cute and has our logo on it. And yeah. Anywho, Allison, any final thoughts? No. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. I wanted to say merch, but I was like, I, I, I don't know if I should. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 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 Set it up yesterday. Amazing. I'm not done with the designing part of it, but I we have a shop. It's and when I finish the designs, will be beautiful. Live, so. Oh my gosh! Well, I can't wait to see it. And everybody, we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Happy Pride! Bye. Happy Pride. <laughs>